We're going to learn you some things this week about Wendigos. Yep. So hold on to your flare guns. Yep. Um, Just as a disclaimer, let me let you know that both of us have had a really bad week. We tried to record (laughs) this yesterday, but (laughs) I had technical difficulties, so mine didn't work. So we're having to re-record this on... A shitty day. Both of us have had just a runaround. So basically, it's probably going to be really short and really cranky. Yep. But hey, maybe maybe that's where we'll find our magic. Yep, maybe. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, just so you know, this is Salt and Burn, a podcast about the TV show Supernatural. And I'm Lauren. I'm Teresa. So here we go. Side note, this would be an excellent day to go around and, like, murder some supernatural bitches. Like, yeah. we, we, could do, we could do so much damage in the moods that we are currently in. Yes, we both recently were discussing we egging or TPing an ex-boyfriend's house. You know, we're on a roll. <laughs> the huge, we are, you know, it's whatever. All right, let's knock this shit out. Yeah, so this episode starts with some people in the woods they're camping they're being dumb <laughs> someone uh <laughs> <laughs> okay you know what i say let's just go for it and let's just be like cranky old man this whole episode okay like just just let it let's do okay. it we're, we're gonna be shaw the whole time <laughs> These stupid kids are out in the stupid forest making dumb decisions. One of them... They brought a fucking Game Boy into the middle of the forest. Who does that? Yeah, no, you go out into the forest to, like, experience nature and, like, be one with the forest. But no, they're, like, playing on Game Boys and being stupid and turning off their lanterns when they hear spooky noises. And then someone goes out to investigate where the noise comes from, and of course they die. And then everyone in the camp either dies or gets captured and so Sam and Dean they are drawn to this location because John Winchester their dad gives them coordinates to where the fuck this place is what is it called again I still can't remember Blackwater Colorado (laughs) which is a very nice way of saying like East Buttfuck Colorado because it's apparently the shittiest part of Colorado ever where it's all like, angry rocks and grizzly bears and, like, passes that you're going to die in. Basically, if you could imagine Australia as a forest, that's what this forest is. Everything <laughs> is trying to kill you. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, so they're they're drawn to this place because of John's coordinates. They get there, and they're snooping around. They find out that this kid's been missing, um, and... His sister's been looking for him. Uh, They have a young uh, brother who doesn't talk at all because apparently he sucks at acting. The younger brother is played by 
whatever the fuck his name is, who's supposed to be the ne- the young Han Solo, who we have since discovered is such a terrible actor, they have paused the filming of the movie to give this kid acting lessons, which they should have just watched this episode and realized he was not worth hiring because mm-hmm. all he does is, like, stand Mope. around and glower, and yeah. he doesn't even do a good job. I think he has yeah. what, two lines. Two, two actual lines in this whole episode. I don't even remember him speaking. I I mean, they should have just given Roy a bigger part, let's be honest. Yeah. He's obviously the superior actor of the three. Um, yeah, so they end up finding Haley, who's the sister, and they're talking to her, and Haley's like, well, he talks to me every single day in some sort of way, um, but he hasn't talked to me in a few days, so they're like, well, let's go find him. Um, so <laughs> they uh, do some more research where they find this old guy named Shaw, and I don't remember his backstory, so Teresa's going to tell you. So, Shaw, which, that's got to be a Jaws reference, I feel like. <laughs> uh, so, Shaw is this old man who survived one of the mysterious grizzly attacks that every 23 years, exactly, plague Blackwater, Colorado which uh, nothing could ever be that regular and considered normal. but Not whatever. even my period. No, girl, no. <laughs> uh, and so every 23 years, grizzly bears just decide to rampage and murder a whole bunch of people. And Shaw's parents were two of these people, but he was spared. So the boys oh, track him fun, down. Wait, the fun part of his story that I enjoy the most is that he said that the monster didn't break the window or break through the door, it unlocked it. So that's Bitch, where I was the getting fear there. kind of creeps in. I know, but it's my favorite part. Okay, well, now that Lauren just ruined everything. Sorry. <laughs> basically, what Shaw tells the brothers is that it's not a fucking bear, it's something smart yeah. and terrifying. Because bears are dumb. Yeah, uh, so I guess this thing has big-ass claws, is super, super fast, and is really smart, and can yell and make it sound like a human. Maybe and unlock doors, sound apparently. like a human. And unlock doors. I guess it uses the claws as a lockpick. I don't know. I'm still really stuck on this idea of <laughs> if the claws look like the way they do, how does he unlock a door well that doesn't, they're not know. dainty? They're uh, Who knows? Should just like slice off the doorknob or something. I don't know. It's weird. So yeah. basically, at this point, we are all nice and spooked because we have no idea what this creature is. We just know that it's murderous and has claws. So, mm-hmm. on that note, it's we go time into the to forest. go into the woods. Into the woods. I don't know how to Wait. sing that song, so I'm not going to sing it. Girl, I cannot. Sondheim key changes are not something oh. that I can. Do. Oh, a good so, Sondheim key change. It's my fave. I mean, they're wonderful to listen to. I did. Shout out to, there was an episode of RuPaul's podcast where I think it was like Michelle just like knocked one out and I was like, oh. Didn't know she could sing. Look at you. Oh, yeah, she can. She can definitely. She loves show tunes. That makes she sense. Can, she can sing a show tune. Yeah. 
anyway, so we go into the forest, and they find the campsite, and then they hear someone scream for help, so they go to the sound of the scream, but nothing's there, because it wasn't their brother, so then Sam goes, oh my god, it was the beast, it was a fucking Wendigo, let's go back, I know Wait, now. Wait, we don't, we still don't know it's a Wendigo, we still, well, we've made it. Knows. That's when he oh, that's knows true. it's a Wendigo. But we when, make it three quarters of this episode, and we don't know what the monster is. Yeah. Like, but that's, that's too like, that's long. when Sam gets it. Sam's like, oh, it can mimic the sound of a human, if a human's voice, it has to be a Wendigo, if it's in the forest and it's eating people. Tell that's us what a Wendigo t- is, Lauren. Oh, yeah, let me, let me tell you, let's have our monster moment where I tell you all about the Wendigo. Okay. 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 <laughs> you don't know this shit down? Like, it's, no, it's my not phone just like... wasn't working. Um, okay, anyway, so the Wendigo is a cannibal monster or an evil spirit that is native to the northern forests of the Atlantic coast and the Great Lakes region of both the United States and Canada. Um... It is mostly associated with cannibalism or, you know, murder or greed. Um, and it kind so of represents... Donald huh? Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This I'm is sure his that future, he guys. Humans. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, they are strongly associated with winter and famine and starvation and coldness. Um... A description of the Wendigo goes as such. The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation, its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean, and suffering from separations of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay, decomposition, of death, and corruption. So scary as fuck. Um, um, uh, Is it terrible are... that I've watched so much Face Off that, like, as you're describing that, I'm sitting here thinking, like, how would I make this into a makeup? What appliances would I want to use? That's my everyday life. But, like, that's sort of, like, like, I'm just sitting here, like... <laughs> if I were to make I a makeup, to... what would it look like? Um, it would look bomb is what it would look like. <laughs> the the Wendigo is seen as the embodiment of gluttony, greed, and excess. Um, it's never satisfied after killing and consuming one person. They're constantly searching for new victims. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Wendigo. It has uh, mostly Algonquin ties, um... Folklore for the Wendigo is mostly associated with Native American folklore. Um, yeah, that that's it for the Wendigo. They're creepy, y'all. They are, and they will, yeah, every iteration that I have ever seen or heard, it's just, they're just profoundly creepy, which yeah. is the point. Cannibalism is bad. Greed is bad. You know. Don't turn into a Wendigo. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Please don't do it. Yeah. Anyway, so they once they know that it's a Wendigo, they're like, oh, well, we know the habits of the Wendigo. Usually they like to hibernate, so they'll stockpile their food. 
So your brother might still be alive. Let's go find him. And then they realize that if we're searching for a Wendigo, we're going to try and kill it. We can't kill it with a knife. We can't kill it with a gun. We got to kill it with fire. Kill it with fire! Yeah. So um, Dean makes a makeshift Molotov cocktail. And I guess it's time for our weapon of the week. Tell us about the weapon, Lauren. I will. It's great. I'm just, okay. The... (laughs) Sorry, I'm really disorganized. Anyway, um, okay, so the Molotov cocktail, I am going to just read this straight from Wikipedia because every word of it is gold. This is going to be the best part of this entire episode, everyone. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yes. Okay, here we go. The name Molotov Cocktail was coined by the Finns during the Winter War. The name was an insulting reference to the Soviet Foreign Minister Vyacheslav Molotov, who was one of the architects of the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact, signed in late August 1939. The pact with Nazi Germany was widely mocked by the Finns, as was much of the propaganda Molotov produced to accompany the pact, including his declaration on Soviet state radio that bombing missions over Finland were actually airborne humanitarian food deliveries for their starving neighbors. The Finns sarcastically dubbed the Soviet cluster bombs Molotov bread baskets, in reference to Molotov's propaganda broadcasts. When the handheld bottle firebomb was developed to attack Soviet tanks, the Finns called it the Molotov cocktail as a drink to go with the food. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So there's that. Super um, sassy. Yeah. Keep being really... great, Finland. Keep yeah. being great. <laughs> they always just have such a great sense of humor, no matter what the situation it's so, is. It's so dry, but it's... I feel like it's always on point. Like, yeah. That's, you know. And I think most of us here job. know how to make a Molotov cocktail, but I'm just going to tell you really quick, you take a bottle or a breakable vessel, you put some flammable liquid in it, you stick some sort of wick in it, whether that's like a rag or whatever else you can find, and then you put the stopper of the bottle in, and then you light the wick and you throw it in and it explodes. Good job. You made a Molotov cocktail. Congratulations. What was the movie where Gerard Butler drinks a shitload of grain alcohol and then, like, pukes it all back up into a car so he can drive the car? What is that movie? Gamer. Okay, sorry, that all just, like, came to me, and I was like, what was this? Okay. I think about that movie way too much. It's such a fucked up movie. There's just so much shit out there. You're like, how did this get made? Why did this get made? Yeah, there's a podcast called How Did This Get Made, and it's fantastic. I definitely suggest it. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, back to Supernatural. Back to the show. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they figure out the fire thing. Um, Dean and Haley, the sister, are, like, on their way to go fuck some shit up. But then they get captured by the Wendigo. Um, So that leaves the stupid silent brother and Sam to go find Dean, Haley, and the older brother, Oh, my God, um, we haven't talked about Roy at all. Okay, who gives a fuck about Roy? Okay, I want to give him, like, a sentence. I appreciated okay, Roy. Okay. Okay. Right, so Roy is Roy is the guide who Haley hires to take them through the woods to try to go look for her brother. And props to Roy for actually having wilderness experience, because otherwise they would have all been dead, like, ten minutes into the woods. However, he gets himself murdered by the Wendigo 
because he was a dumbass and decided to just shoot at it anyways, even though Dean told him not to. So, R.I.P. Yeah. Roy, you could have been a contender, but you <laughs> failed. He could have been a contender. Could have been a contender. Um, uh, but, yeah. no. So, Sam and Silent Brother follow the trail of peanut M&Ms that Dean has laid out to find him, and they and they find them, because, duh, that's how Supernatural works. <laughs> Neither of the brothers can die. They Question. Huh? How do you how do you think the Wendigo transports his victims? Because so with the super speed, does he like throw them over his shoulder and like super speed run away? Does he like knock them over the head and just drag them regular speed? I think that he knocks them out and then carries them piggyback style, like <laughs> <laughs> like flopping around his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a great. That's image. exactly what I think. So like he had Haley on the front and Dean on the back. Because also with the with the claws, there's not a lot of grip ability without instant death. So yeah. I guess it may be like one slung over either shoulder. Possibly. If are are they also super strong or just super fast? Or maybe he's fast enough that he literally just, like, grabbed one and, like, boop, knocked him in the mine. Grabbed the other, in the mine. Maybe. Probably. It is very fast. That's probably what happened. I don't know. We will never know. (laughs) We will never know. Because guess what? Sam and Dean magically find a flare gun inside the abandoned mine where the Wendigo has been hiding, and they blow his shit up. Yep. The end. The end. And then they blame it on another non-existent grizzly bear, and everyone somehow believes them. Yep. And then they are back, back on the tr- back on the track, um, <laughs> trying to figure out where the hell their father is and why. Because now this is two monsters in a row where Papa Winchester led them right to the monsters, but is definitely not there. So, yeah. We think he's training them, trying to gear them up for something really big that's going down, or trying to get them to work together. Who knows? Papa Winchester's not the best with the whole, you know, feelings and being a dad thing, so. Yeah, and all this happened so long ago that neither of us can remember how it happens. Like, I vaguely remember the episode where they find him, but... I don't remember actually how it starts. I remember the ending of the episode, but not how it starts. So, nope, I got nothing. I remember the middle. It's a lot more complicated than just they show up someplace and they happen to find their dad. Yeah. So, here's to hoping that next week's episode will be much more interesting than this one. Or at least maybe more in-depth. We'll have more fun facts for you about everything. To be honest, not... Not much happened, and it's spooky as shit. Like this is a, like if you watch this late at night, it's a it's a spooky episode, but it is very superficial. Yeah, it's it's chaffa. Yeah, there's not much to even really talk about. But it is a very good don't episode. Don't eat of TV. people and don't go into the woods at night. Yes, unless don't go you have the fire. Unless you have fire or you have fire. nature knowledge. Yeah, 
or preferably just stay in the city where we're all safe for now. <laughs> well, we're, we're some kind of safe. <laughs> oh, so yeah, for now. <laughs> we're safe, safe from grizzlies and wendigos, but we're not safe from murderers. True. True. All right, well, next week is called, the episode three is Dead in the Water, and neither of us actually remembers this episode. Nope. So Dead it's going to be a in the water. <laughs> this episode is going to be a roller coaster because we we have no idea what to expect here. Yeah. We don't know if it's going to be scary, if it's going to be important, or if it's just going to be a filler episode. We don't know. No, but we'll get back I'm even to you like, on that one. Exactly. Here, here is to hoping that it's just going to blow us out of the water. <laughs> out of the water <laughs> um, Okay, yeah, so if you want to get in touch with us You can find us at saltburnsupernatural at gmail.com um, We're hoping to get this episode or in our previous episode on iTunes um, So we'll let you know next episode if that actually happens um, Other than that Stay salty, my friends. Stay salty, my friends. Goodbye. Bye-bye.